Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to HCG Body Talk on Blog Talk Radio where we discuss how to achieve the health and body of your dreams one day at a time with HCG Body for Life. How to stay semper fit, fit for life. Please welcome your host, international HCG diet coach, author, and creator of HCG Body for Life, Colin F. Watson. HCG Body for Life, for the body of your life. Hey guys, it's Colin F. Watson, the 8CG Diet Coach and author and creator of HG Body for Life, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio, 8CG Body Talk. And today's topic, we're going to be covering um, the AC Diet Protocol and exercise. And and um, and the reason why I decided to do this show because we get a lot of it looks like the buzz finally is getting out there that exercise is not only um, allowable on this protocol, it's actually recommended. Um, the recent uh, Dr. Oz. Uh, episode that he covered, AC Diet Protocol, um, where he had um, Dr. Sherry on, who did a study about 1,000 patients over the last year, um, basically to kind of give him some research on, on how the protocol worked, if it worked, if it was for real. <clears throat> and she came back to say, yes, it was for real, and that she had made some modifications. And those modifications included, you know, increased dose of ACG, um, increased protein, and exercise, which is something we talked about in AC Body for Life a couple of years ago, and that's what we do in AC Body for Life. But um, all exercise is not created equal, and, and, and that's why I really want to do this show to kind of answer some of these questions about what type of exercise seems to work best, because I've tried most of them just to see, um, and which ones tend to have some, uh, tend to create some problems, and why they create problems. And what you can do to try and get past that or how to, how to know which is the best best, best exercise for you. Um, we have people that, um, you know, they're either in, our, in our, either in our coaching program right now and they have the exercises, but they have their own exercises that they want to do at home. They have different tapes or, you know, they're the fan of the P90X or the Insanity, the Insanity or what have you or some, or some other type of exercise. Um, and they're frustrated because they seem to be having some stalls and, and, and lower losses. Uh, the numbers seem to be slower, and they're frustrated, and they think it's because of the exercise, and, and it may be because of the type of exercise. So I really wanted to talk about exercise in general, um, what it's for, you know, you know, what it does. Some of the thoughts that came to my mind is, you know, I'm going to cover here is why exercise, um, when should you exercise, and how much should you do, um, how do you know when you've done too much, how when you know you haven't done enough, um, when should you um, put it into turbocharge and really push yourself? When should you back off? 
Um, why not heavy lifting? Um, because that's something that I definitely don't recommend, and uh, why consistency matters. And these are the, these are some of the things we'll talk about. Also, the type of exercise that I have found that really uh, give you more consistent losses um, and, and cause less frustration. Really, that's kind of uh, you know it's the baby in the bathwater syndrome is that you get a, you get a great deal of benefit of adding exercise. Diet and exercise works. It's always worked. It always will work. This particular protocol works extremely well with or without exercise but it, what um the dividends you're putting into it, that you're putting in while exercising in phase two three and four they pay bigger dividends in phase four and i'm going to talk about that as well um because people you know under the impression that dr simmons original protocol that he said not to exercise that it would cause you know um lackluster weight number weight loss numbers what have you and really you know i read the I read his manuscript several times backwards and forwards because i really wanted especially that section because i really wanted to understand why exercise wasn't allowed it just didn't at first thought it was just common sense because if you're having such a low calorie diet you wouldn't have the energy to exercise and that would just you know cause you more more fatigue and more hunger um but after you know once you physically have gone through this protocol you realize that you know fatigue and hunger is really not the main one of the main issues here especially when you're using pharmaceutical real hcg therefore what was the reason and i read through the paragraph which was a very short paragraph on exercise and and he basically talked about doing strenuous exercise things that your body wasn't used to for um you know for long durations of time and that could that that could cause some edema, some you know, your body holding on to some water and would basically show up in the scale. And if you were someone who is really, you know, caught into the motivation, uh, the daily motivation of seeing pounds come off the scale, and that's what drives you, um, adding exercise into your regiment, either you know, at, you know, a few weeks into it or at the very beginning or, or later can cause you some kind of emotional anguish and, and it's really emotional anguish it's not physical anguish the, the body actually loves the exercise but if you're really addicted to the scale it really can it can pay havoc on your uh, emotional state of being of how well you think you're doing on the protocol and it caused a lot of people to either give up um or quit on the protocol or, or stop exercising which in essence doesn't pay dividends later later on in their phase two and phase, i mean the phase three and phase four so I'm going to go through some of the exercises that I think work well and why and which ones I think don't. And, and, and it really, it's like any exercise, depending on who you are and how often you do it and your level of fitness before you even start this protocol makes a difference. So none of this, none of the, none of the things we're going to tell you are hard, fast, you know, you got to have, got to do rules, but it all depends on your, you know, your fitness level. It's not uncommon for many people, um, many people to, to um, start a diet and exercise program at the same time. It's like, you know, they haven't exercised in quite some time, and they're suddenly going to start this new protocol, and they're going to start exercising and, and kind of have this whole new leash on life and realize uh, very quickly that it becomes frustrating for many, and and there's a reason for that. So first I like to do, because I get too far into the show, I like to do a sound check. I find out I'm talking for an hour and you couldn't hear me. So just, if you can hear me, if you've been here before, just press one on your phone. That throws your hand up real quick and lets me know that you can hear me. And then press it again to put your hand down. And that knows that the audio is, is okay. You can hear me okay. So can you do that for me, please? Press one on the phone. Thank you very much. All right. So that gives me to go ahead to, to move forward. Hopefully we won't have any technical issues this weekend. I mean, this, this week, last week, the Internet dropped the call twice. 
So if that happens, just know I will be trying to dial back in as quickly as possible, so don't hang up the line. I will come back unless for some reason it just completely goes out. But I don't know what was going on with the router, but last week we had some technical issues. All right, so talk about exercise because it's. I'm excited that people are starting to get the message that, that diet and exercise does work, and it works for this protocol as well, but you have to go about it in a very strategic way. And there was a reason why we put together the high-intensity interval training workouts for our for our kids, we didn't give you that that stuff, and and just just to make it more, I guess, uh, more more action packed or have have a filler. It's really because these exact exercises was what able to have us transform our bodies. And even though I spent time in the gym, you know, before I, you know, off and on before I started this protocol, I would spend a lot of time in the gym, lifting, lifting heavier weights, doing the typical, you know, body type builder workouts and sets, and. And I was getting stronger, but I still looked like, you know, well, I would say a mini sumo wrestler or whatever. I mean, I had, I still looked like, you know, I had the man boobs and the, and the pot belly. It wasn't going away. So I had bigger arms maybe and, and, and a bigger chest cavity and neck. But in essence, I still looked out of shape in the nude <laughs> with the shirt off. And that's all that really mattered. Uh, it was not until I actually implemented the high intensity interval training and actually watched my body every week and it's like we put them together because everybody has a different fitness level so we put together so if you're a beginner or even if you had limited mobility or if you had injuries or if you're older that there was just to start getting your body in the active mode very slowly getting it active and then it, it got more intense as it got as you went to week two and week three and then obviously phase three but also it was there for those who had who already were in, in pre, pretty decent shape who were used to working out regularly um, who's had a few pounds, you know, 20, 30 pounds they needed to lose, but they weren't in really bad shape. And how they made it, made these same exercises more challenging is that they either got took away, took out all the, took out or minimized all the rest in between sets, sped up the process to basically get their heart rate up, and it made it more intense. And so you can make the exercise either as little as little as 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 moderate as you want it to be, or as intense as you want it to be, even though it was a beginning exercise. In the very beginning, it's just body weight exercises, and then we gradually started going to resistance bands, and then later went actually actually went to lifting a little bit of weight. So there's a reason for the progression because your body needs to get adjusted to the exercises and working out, and you don't want to tear down the muscles too much to cause edema, which causes the scale to go up and down, up and down throughout the week, which causes frustration. So now I'm going to give you the top exercises, and they're not in any, any particular order. Um, but these are the things that, that that either my family members, myself, Janie, myself, have done um, throughout these protocol phases to see which worked well and which ones didn't and which ones really kind of gave us some frustration and problems. So um, the high-intensity interval training, which I just talked about, the HIT workouts, the reason why they work well is because they're short um, in the, the short sustained, you only do them for anywhere as little as six to twenty-six minutes to thirty minutes max, depending on your your fitness level. And they're they're designed to engage all the muscle part. They're basically, they're full body workouts where they engage all the muscle groups um, on any given day, and basically enough to to push the muscle to to the not to the limit, push the muscle enough to where you're getting you get in the flexion, you get in the the, uh, the resistance, mm -hmm. the body weight resistance, but you're not causing so much tearing down the muscle that you have that, that water weight that you experience um, every other day. Um, CrossFit, another short um, burst, you know, lightweight type exercise regimen. Yoga, um, Bikram yoga, 
um, where you're in a very hot room sweating. I mean, that's that's that is phenomenal. And it's also, you know, if you've done ever done yoga before, you know, holding your body up in downward dog and holding these poses, you know, it takes breathing. You have to breathe. You have to. You have to. It takes strength. You actually get very very strong. And there's some people that are that are just enormously strong or look very lean. I mean, Madonna is one of them, and all she does is yoga. So, I mean, that's an excellent uh, exercise. Pilates, which is also great. That's the one thing I have not done is Pilates, but I've had people that do it regularly and have great success. Um, mixed martial arts workouts and stretching and training, uh, the grappling, that, that type of pulling and pulling and pushing and pulling and, and tugging and, and having to use your body weight strength for long periods of, for three minutes at a time and the, the, engaging the muscle and the cardio at the same time. Um, boxing workouts are excellent because you're actually doing strength. Um, they're body weight exercise, using the legs, using the whole body, and you're also getting the cardio and getting the heart rate up. Um, uh, let's see, insanity. You know, insanity, people, you know, everybody wants to, loves insanity. That's the new craze right now. Insanity is a great workout, but it's a great workout if you're, if you've been used to doing it before you start the protocol. If it's something you've been doing for a few weeks, minimum two weeks before you start the protocol, um, it, your body will just adjust and continue to keep going, going to that intensity level without too much problems. If you start the insanity program without having any kind of base and, and haven't done any type of exercise recently, you're going to find yourself having some fatigue, some edema problems. It's going to be, it may be a little bit too, too out there, um, because it does push you a lot in those on those workouts. But I like them enough to say yes because of the fact they're short enough to where you're not going the long durations, um, and that's pretty much on my list, and I'm sure there's a couple I haven't forgot about. Now, people say, what about P90X? P90X are great workouts for Phase 3 and beyond, but for Phase 2, I think the duration is way too long. Um, an hour to an hour and a half um, workouts are way too long for this this protocol with the, with the amount of calories and even with the storage fat. It just seems to take too much out of the, the average person unless you've been doing it for a while. Like I said, if any exercise you've been doing before you decide to take on this, this protocol your body's going to adjust fine. If you are athletic before the protocol ever starts, you're going to be fine. If you're starting the regimen and you're starting to work out and you haven't done it consistently for a while, and, it, and so working out is not like, oh, yeah, you went to the gym once last month. That's not considered you someone who exercises on a regular basis. If you're not going to, if you're not exercising normally two to three times a week before you get on this protocol, starting the exercise two to three times a week, doing something highly intense is not a good idea because you should really go and and, it's, and and the reason why it's not a good idea because you don't realize that it's not a good idea in week one because almost anybody who follows this protocol even slightly correctly um, within the first week is going to have some pretty good success and that's what that's that's a blessing and a curse it's a blessing because you get excited you're motivated you you, you definitely want to continue to see your body lose. But it doesn't let you know you're making the mistakes as readily and as clearly as it will in phase two and phase in phase week two and week three and beyond. So anything that you may be doing that may not exactly be conducive to consistent weight loss, and we're talking about consistent weight loss, we're not talking about overall weight loss, consistent weight loss. Anything you could be doing in week one, um, in the first seven to ten days, for example. Um, there may be some things that your body is actually experiencing edema, but you're you're losing so much weight and so much water weight and so much your, your body's kind of shocked into this whole new um, thing going on with your hormone levels being you know shifted and you're getting these hormones releasing stored fat and you're getting all this fat and your body's you know it's just it's it's getting all this clean fuel and it's detoxing so it's just pouring everything all the crap out of it as fast as it can. You see people have major ridiculous losses within the first week. 
and that doesn't give them a real good barometer of how the rest of the protocol is going to go if they're doing something wrong or if they're doing something that's that's not working for them. Exactly. I would say wrong, but it's not working for them. So um, that's why I'm not a big fan of the P90X today when it comes to phase two, unless you have been an avid user of the P90X. And even if you have been, you still got to cut it back because an hour and a half of that high, that kind of high intensity workout is going to cause either edema, hunger, or fatigue at some point. And you got to, in order to figure out what, what, which, what you're doing exactly is causing these problems, you got to know your level. I got to, I got to know your level of intensity. And so it's very hard for me to judge when someone says, look, I'm working out, I'm exercising, I'm exercising, I'm eating what I'm supposed to be eating, I'm doing the right things, and I'm not losing any weight. And it's very hard for them to to determine, unless I see with my own two eyes, how intense their exercises are. So it's it's really hard to kind of to determine what's really causing the problem. So why exercise in the first place? I mean, ultimately, the real the real truth of the matter is the exercise. Even though you do get increased inches lost and increase increased overall pounds lost because of the you're burning more calories, it's really depositing money into your savings account for phase three and for the phase four of your life. Our goal when we when you have you exercising from week one, day one, um, is because your hormones are being balanced, you know, for some of you some of you are getting I mean most of you are getting either a, either uptick or balancing of the hormones, the estrogens in the body. So you're actually your body's in a key position uh, hormonally to actually build more muscle. So that was one of the reasons why we said Phase two was a great time to do that, especially for men. However, you're really paying the dividends for the goal is for every 20 pounds you lose, you want to, you're basically trying to put on or to, to develop four to five pounds of muscle. And so if you have a lot of weight to lose, the good news is that you're going to be putting on a lot of muscle, and that muscle is, is basically the turbo engine that keeps your metabolism on turbocharged for when you suddenly start to go eating normal calorie, the normal the normal calorie intake for you, for your BMR. So a lot of people don't realize that the time you're putting in for the first six weeks or you know, three, six, three, six or twelve weeks that you're in phase two, depending on how much weight you need to lose, you really are depositing money into your savings account to help your body maintain its weight once you get off the protocol. And this is why it, I really want people to get the message about working out. And this is what this is what you know the Dr. Oz show finally brought to light, and I was so happy they did that because the fact is you know everyone has been poo-pooing exercise on this protocol that's going to cause you to get hungry. You're not going to feel good. You don't have the energy for it. You're not going to lose as much weight. And if you think about it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. But really important it was like realize that people's metabolisms functioned more normally when they had more muscle mass, especially for men and women. And women seem to kind of miss this part of it that they don't realize they need muscle. You need muscle too. And especially the older you get, you need the, the more you need to concentrate on building muscle because your metabolism is slowing down for all of us, even for men and women, but especially women, you need to really focus on the fact that lean muscle mass is your friend as far as keeping your body at the size you want to keep it once you're done with this protocol. And this is why you, you see a lot of people, they lose a lot of weight, they look great, and then they can't understand why they're rapidly gaining their weight back. Number one, they lost some people lost muscle depending if they weren't using the real ACG. And the fact that just if you did exercise beforehand and all of a sudden you, you stopped exercising, suddenly because you said you can't exercise on this protocol, your muscles are going to start to atrophy. You're going to actually start to slow down your metabolism. 
So coming from an athletic person to becoming a, a sedentary person and basically doing nothing or maybe barely walking because that's what you were told to do, it's actually counterproductive. And that's why I want to get this. That's why I think this show is so important, that you guys are going to get, get the idea that exercise is important, but it's, it's to, get, to get that it's really for paying dividends later in the protocol, the, the, the more important dividends. Now, for you guys, your exercise, you want to see it pay off. Like for me, I run, and I don't particularly like running, but when I'm on protocol, I run. And if I'm not, if I, when I want to get my body to start responding and to lose weight, I run. Because for me, when I run, I get instant dividends. I can basically run three, four miles, come back, and my body, I've dropped two pounds. And then, then I play a game with myself to monitor my eating to keep that two-pound loss until the next day. And that seems to work for me. And I'll tell you about that a little bit in, the, in a minute. But... There's certain exercises that are going to pay dividends and certain exercises aren't going to pay dividends. And so the reason why I gave you this list is because all of them are short in length. I mean, no, usually not more than an hour. Usually you don't go to yoga for more than an hour. Bikram sometimes can be an hour and a half, but literally the, the sweat you know, the sweat and the detox of the whole process is, is pretty amazing. I can't really tolerate it. It's very difficult for me, but my wife, my wife loves it. Um, but these, these type of exercises will pay dividends, and it will give you consistency in your losses as long as you're being consistent. Um, people have a really good tendency to, to get the idea they're going to start exercising. They've been losing really well in week one. They're, they're all psychologically, you know, psyched out, psyched up because they've lost, you know, seven, eight, ten pounds, and they were losing two pounds a day. They go and they work out, and they just go to the gym, and they're like the weekend warrior, and all of a sudden the brakes come on, and they go, crap, I just gained weight. It must have been my workout. Well, that's, that's probably why they tell you not to work out on this protocol. That just messed me up. And, even though that a couple of days later it balances themselves out, just the shock of watching the scale not move or the frustration or the mental anguish to go through, they go, you know what, that wasn't pleasant. That didn't feel good, so I'm not going to do that again. And it's really the worst thing you could, the worst thing you could possibly do to yourself. All right. My computer screen kind of shut down again. Um, worst thing you can do to yourself. So consistency is the key. That anything you start, you must finish. So if you're not going to exercise on this protocol, don't exercise. Don't. Don't exercise from day day one. Walk. I mean, they said minimum minimum acceptable exercise just to mobilize more fat and kind of help your sweat glands release some of the fat cells. You got to walk for a minimum of forty five minutes to an hour a day, and be consistent with that. Just walk forty five minutes to an hour a day. But if you are going to if if your goal is to is to not only lose weight but keep the weight off easily, um, and and have your body uh, metabolism go back to normal and normal is you can eat normal meals and normal calorie intake and your body dispels it and uses the fuel that it needs to use it to, as fuel and stores very little fat and that's what we all want you all want your metabolism to go to a place where as long as you're not constantly overloading it with calories every single day with more than your cal more than your body can actually process and burn up that you're going to it's going to be a lot easier for you to maintain your weight um if you're, but if you're not going to work out, then don't. If you are going to work out, then if you start it, you got to finish what you start. That means consistency. And regardless of what the scale does on any given day, I promise you, if you're consistent, it'll pay off. And this is the thing. I have people that you know that follow our are following our have our protocol in front of them, and they're and they're doing and they say they're working out. Then I go, Are you doing our workouts? They go, No, I'm doing something else. And 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 I don't have a problem with you doing something else, but this is you know it's kind of one of those things where if you're baking a cake. And you got your grandmother's recipe of baking the best chocolate cake that you've ever tasted. And you have your grandmother's recipe, and you're going to bake this cake. 
and you're going to follow the recipe. You're going to open up the recipe book, and you're going to follow every teaspoon, you know, whatever, every gram or everything she says to put in, you're going to put in there just how she says to do it. Now, if you are a seasoned baker or you're somebody who's really good at baking, then you have an idea, well, you know, I'm going to add a little bit of cinnamon. I'm going to add a little bit of this to change the little flavor a little bit to make it my own. And because that's your level of that's your area of expertise, you could probably get away with changing the recipe a little bit and still coming out with a really great chocolate cake. But if you've never baked before, and you've literally never baked anything before, or you've never baked this particular cake before, and you're following the recipe, and then you go, well, you know what it says? Put in a pinch of salt, and you're going to, well, you know what? Salt, you know, salt, it gives you that spicy flavor. I'm going to put in a teaspoon of salt or a tablespoon of salt, uh, or and you keep kind of adding your own little thing to it because you go, oh, well, it doesn't really matter. Just put a little bit here, a little bit there. Your cake may not turn out as, as, as nice as grandma's. Actually, it may taste pretty bad because some of the things you added that you thought you were going to add just a little bit more of was just the wrong thing to make that particular cake taste good. Like I always get weirded out when, when, my, when my, we're making like waffles or something and it says, you know, put in a pinch of salt or a teaspoon of salt. I'm like, teaspoon of salt? That's going to be – I mean, I'm making something to be sweet. And I'm thinking, that's just going to – it doesn't make any sense to me. And I, and I go, that's somehow going to ruin it. But for whatever reason, that salt does what it needs to do. I don't know what it needs to do, but all I know is that's what the recipe says. So the reason why I'm giving you this analogy is because when we put together our system – I put it together because I I wanted to say, look, people said, a friend of mine said, tell me exactly what you did for you to get to for you to look the way you look. I said, exactly. I said, yeah, I want to know exactly what you did. That means I want to know exactly what you ate. I want to know exactly what you did as far as cardio. I want to know exactly what you did as far as exercises. And I want to know that. I said, okay. So we put together and literally went and put this all together because and I said this is exactly what I did, this is exactly what Janie did, this is exactly what my stepson Chad did, this was exactly what my daughter did, this is exactly what my my daughter in law Lisa did. This is exactly this is exactly what everyone in our family who first experimented this did. And they aged the ages at the time were from seventeen um to mid twenties, seventeen to mid twenties to mid thirties, and we were in our mid forties, right? I was at least Janie was in her mid forties. I was in my late forties. So we all had different age groups, but we all did the same, followed the same exact formula, the same exact recipes, the same exact exercise regimen. We all lived in the same house. Kids, kids moved, kids moved in with us. So we all lived in the same house. So we all followed the same recipe, and 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 we all, almost all of us. I mean, Lisa kind of bugged out early, and um, couldn't couldn't hang, but the rest of us. Got the same results. In words, we got we lost tons of tons of inches, tons of body fat, got lean, got muscular, got ridiculously strong in a very short period of time. So when I have people say, "Well, do you mind if I don't follow yours, but I'll follow this other workout?" and I go, "You know, I don't. I'm not ego invested in you following my exercises. The only thing is that I know these work, and I don't know if the workout you're doing is going to work." So when I when I hear people doing, you know, I'm doing a kettlebell workout and I'm doing this type of workout and I'm doing, you know, I'm lifting weights and I'm doing, you know, I have I'm, I'm going heavy on these days and lights on these days and then I get the, you know, I understand I'm not losing weight, I'm not losing, I mean, I'm losing inches but I'm not losing pounds and, I'm, and I understand my numbers are slow and we have to go through the entire diary of what you're eating, what you're drinking and what you're doing because intensity level is very hard to judge, like I said earlier, I, I, it's very hard to figure out what's working, what's not. So I'm going to tell you what works, okay? 
And you can choose to do any combination of these or anything you want, but just know that if, in fact, you're not getting the same results, if you're not getting consistent weight loss, if you're getting if you're getting edema every other day, every time you work out, that after that you're stalling for two days or three days or sometimes longer, you may want to look at what I'm talking about. Because of the fact all I have is the recipe that works, and I have personal knowledge of things that don't work and didn't work for me, and I'll tell you why, or what didn't and why. Um, but I just want you to know that, that there's a reason for why, why we do what we do. There's a recipe. There's a, there's a slow process of getting each person to their, you know, starting from where they are, where their level of fitness is, and getting them gradually to where they build on themselves to get to the point where they're not doing too much. All right, so the next question I asked myself was, we said, why should you exercise? We already, uh, I've already talked about why exercise. Uh, when should you exercise? You know, that's always a good question. And for me, the biggest dividends paid are in the morning, preferably in the morning on an empty stomach, burning negative calories. You know, one of the one of the top one of the I guess words I coined in my in my book and in, in, in our protocol was negative calories. That my goal was that I was going to produce negative calorie intake in my mind and in my body every day on protocol. And what that looked like was I knew that if I spent Thirty minutes on the thirty around thirty minutes on the treadmill at four and a half. I mean, at fifteen percent incline at three point two to three point six, depending on my as I got stronger um, miles per hour. That I my body size and type would burn five hundred calories, a little lower, sometimes a little shy, but usually around five hundred to five hundred twenty-five calories. And I go, okay, I'm taking in five fifty, so I know that every day if I'm taking in five fifty on cardio days, I'm burning, I'm burning five fifty as close to as I can get. So I have negative calories. The bottom line is the, my body's forced to only burn the abnormal fat that, that's coming through my body because I've already burned up the calories I'm ingesting. And then on strength training days, I gave myself 200 calories and extra protein because I, I learned from all these bodybuilding books that I've been reading for all these years that you got to burn the fat and feed the muscle. In order for you to feed the muscle, you got to feed the muscle at the right time in order for you to, to get the best benefit of your workout. So best time for me and, and the best time for most people is on an empty stomach first thing in the morning. I also ended up doing double sessions as I got later on into the, into the you know week three of the protocol and I started really feeling good and I started losing a lot of weight and just feeling stronger. I was just now beginning obsessed with the with the with the possibility of having a six pack. So I would do my cardio in the morning, my treadmill, and then I would do my workouts on the days I worked out, and then I would run. A couple miles because now I could run again. I was like, "Wow, I can run! This is this is a new lease on life." So I took advantage of it and I ran, and those would pay dividends. And what I mean is that I would, and I'm not telling you guys to do this unless you really are strong-willed, strong, strong in mind, um, that I would get on the scale after I ran, took a shower, get out of the shower, and I tell you after the shower because. I don't know what it is, but you weigh yourself before you get in the shower, and you weigh yourself after you get out of the shower, and I always weigh like a quarter pound or a half pound less. I don't know what, I don't know, dirt or sweat weighs that much, but if, it, it seems like it's the freakiest thing that happens all the time. So you just weigh, weigh yourself when you get out of the shower, and I would see that I had a net loss or something. So I would say, I, you know, like I ran today, and I got out of the, ran today, and I got out of the shower, and I was down two pounds. So well, that gives me, I look at that, and I go, that's okay, that's the, that's the number I want to see on the scale tomorrow morning. So I write down, not only did I write down the, when I got up in the morning, I wrote down the weight I was when I got up and weighed in. I also write down the next tomorrow's date and the weight that it showed up on the scale after my cardio, because I'm pre I'm pre projecting into the future that tomorrow morning I'm going to be at that weight. 
because I figure two pounds. If I if I if I'm anything less than that, it doesn't matter because that's still a loss of a, of over a pound and a half. If I if I'm less than two pounds, but that's for me because it, it also gives me a glimpse because now I go okay, look, if I'm clean, I eat really clean, and I eat the portion I'm supposed to eat. I've already I'm already in negative calories. I've already burned my 500 plus calories for the day. That if I just eat the calories I'm supposed to eat, I'll get that number on the scale. And let me tell you, I get that I get that number seven out of ten times. Seven out of ten. So psychologically, I'm now in the zone that I've already seen the future. And someone said, you know, if you if you just got if you just did this did this today or ate this today or did some task, and then tomorrow morning somebody give you a check for ten thousand dollars, it'd be a lot easier for you easier for you to stay on point, knowing that tomorrow morning you're going to wake up and have a check for ten thousand dollars. Well, to me, a two pound a day loss, and if I can somehow magically create that average, that's worth you ten thousand bucks to me. So I look at the future and I go, okay, this, that's what I want from the future. And seven out of ten times, I can do, I can pull that off. But it also takes doing the work. It means I had to do the, I had to do my cardio, I had to do my exercise. So morning time on an empty stomach, preferably. If not, eating time after dinner, walk it off or jog it off after an hour. You know, it's like uh, some people, you know, eat before they they exercise before they eat, and then they gotta go to bed. I figure you eat. Give yourself some rest time, then take a walk with your spouse or your dog or your family and walk, you know, walk 30, 40 minutes. Walk it off. You don't even have to run. Just walk it off. Put those, put those calories back into the bank so you go to bed on negative calories or wake up on negative calories. You follow where I'm coming from? I hope so. Hope I'm making sense. All right. Um, how much time do I have? Short, short. Okay. Um, let's see. How much should you do? You know, this question is really easy to answer. Listen to your body. Bottom line. Your body speaks very loud, very loudly to us as human beings. Um, fatigue is your body speaking to you. Um, excess soreness is your body speaking to you. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's someone it's saying, hey, guess what? It was a great workout yesterday. You really used some muscles that I haven't used in a while. And I'm probably going to be sore tomorrow, and I'm probably going to show up a little water on the scale tomorrow. So don't freak out. If I don't lose any, if you don't lose any, if I, I'm speaking to myself, if I don't lose anything tomorrow, don't freak out because I'm a little sore from the great workout I just did. But guess what? I'll make it up. It'll come back to me on the third day or the, you know, the day after that. I'll, I'll, we'll see what numbers are. And that's a conversation. Um, so you need to listen to your body. If you're tired, you start getting extra hungry, and you kind of, and all of a sudden you're, you're looking at four o'clock in the afternoon. And you're like, man, I can't wait till dinner. You know, wow, I'm just, I'm thinking about food. That's a sign you're doing too much. Listen to your body. So if you got pain, soreness, it's a good thing, but just know that there there may be a, a you know with those dividends you're you're investing, you may have to have a temporary you know, hold on your check, okay? You know, hold on your deposit. And and uh, if you're feeling tired or hungry, it means you got to cut it back a little. It doesn't mean stop. It means cut it back. So you look and go, what did I do yesterday? Oh, I worked out for 45 minutes, and I did the elliptical, and I did the treadmill. Well, guess what? Let's leave the elliptical out, or let's cut the workout to 30 minutes and just do the treadmill. That's plenty, and let's see how I feel. Does it make sense? All right. Um, how, do you know, let's see, how do you know you're not doing enough? This way. If you're not breaking a sweat every day, I don't care. Even, the, even, even a brisk walk outside in cold weather you sweat. So if you're not if you're not um, getting your body to perspire at some point, and, and I try to get people visuals, and this is the reality of it. You lose fat through your urine. I mean, you got you're, every time you're going to pee a thousand times a day on this protocol, you got fat cells pouring out of your body. 
when you sweat, you got fat cells pouring out of your body. And then you, you know, and the last one, you know, with your waste system, very little fat goes there. So you got sweat and you got urination. The urination part is kind of, you can't, it's kind of out of your control, but the sweat part is. So if you're not sweating, you're not losing, not as quickly. You will still lose, okay, but I'm talking about if you want to get the fastest results in, in the shortest period of time and look the best you could ever look, you got to be willing to do the work. And I know everyone kind of started thinking about this diet protocol being the lazy man's protocol. Guess what? You can just do this stuff. You don't have to do nothing. You just follow the plan, eat the food, and you're going to be perfectly fine. And you'll lose weight. You will. But the point is that when you get to the point where things are not moving and you're stalling and you're at a previous weight set point and your body is refusing to get past that, the only thing I know to get past that is pushing through it by doing the work. Okay? Um when should you put it into turbocharge? An example I just gave you. Each and every one of us at some point in time is going to come across, come, come up against previous previous weight set points. And um, hold on a second, guys. So, um, sorry, I have, to, I have dogs in here that are crying and whining and losing my concentration. Anyway, when should you tur- turbocharge? So if you're always going to come up against a, t- a time where, in fact, that you're going to be um, up against, pushing up against a previous weight set point. It's, it's where your body is sat at a certain weight for a long period of time. It could be three months. It could be three years. It could be 30 years. And as you start to lose weight and come down the scale back to your natural body weight, you're going to come up against this resistance. It's natural. Your body's kind of going, wait a minute, whoa, 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 I feel comfortable here. We've been here before. Wait a minute, this is, not, this is where you're supposed to be. Don't Stay with me, stay with me. And you're like, no, I don't want to be here. I want to be at my 130 pounds or my 180 pounds or whatever the case may be. So those are the times where you're going to come up against a very stubborn resistance point. It's going to look like a stall. It's going to be a stall for a very long period. It could be a very stall, very stubborn stall. So that means it could last past the three days. You could do an apple day, and your body can go, no, not water. I don't care. I'm not ready to get past this. I'm telling you, I've been there, and the only thing that got it through was intense cardio. That means, I mean, I had to go run because running pays dividends. I had to watch my – I had to get even more tight about my actual diet protocol I had to go run, I had to do some sort of cardio, something that was going to force my body to burn more calories than it wanted to hold on to until I finally was able to break through that wall. And sometimes it takes a couple of days of being consistent about that. We're just working out a little bit harder, doing the work. And we're going to come back to doing the work because this is a protocol that requires work. It requires effort. It requires you to think about the foods you're putting into your body. Putting putting the right portions, the right combinations, drinking water, you know, having the right amount of water in there, and being consistent about that every single day, one day at a time, for as many days as you need to to get to your natural body weight. Okay. Um, let's see. Wow. When should you uh, when should you back off? I kind of talked about that. You back off when you're injured. You back off when you're tired. You back off when you're on your period, ladies. You back off when when you're pre-period and your body's starting to swell and bloat and, you're, and it doesn't want to move and you just it's already under duress, so you want to just back off. I tell you, I, I, all I can tell, tell I tell the ladies that you know, look, I'm getting my monthly cycle. My Tom, my friend, my my wife calls it Aunt Flo. Getting getting this bitch is coming again, and 
I'm hold, it's holding on to my weight. I can't get past. Well, just relax. You know what? This is the time you go in the sauna. You just kind of soak it out. You get in the you get in the bath. You do the you, you know do the detox baths. You eat very clean. You stay on protocol. You try to make sure you can control your any cravings you may be having, and you let your body do what it needs to do. The the more you push up, you know you say you know you think about it, you get more resistance when you from from resistance versus flow, right? So you just want to let it flow. Oh, ant flow, kind of funny. Let it flow and just let your body do what it needs to do. Once it's already processed, you know, and letting go and you finally get your period, you know, usually most women feel better once they get it, and your body will start to release weight as well. Constantly trying to put yourself under stress and why the scale is not moving, you can't get it to move. The more stress you cause on your body, the more resistance you get from your body. So if ant flow is there, as, 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 as Janie would call her, let flow go. Just let it go and just kind of meditate and take it easy. Take a sauna, take a massage, do whatever you can do for yourself to pamper yourself. Let it go two, three, four days. It'll pass. Then you go about your business. Okay? Um, why not heavy lifting? You know what? This, this question, trust me, I wanted heavy lifting to work so bad. So bad because I got a lot of you know bodybuilders are starting to get the get that this this protocol can be really used for cutting and and if you are a bodybuilder or someone who likes to hit the gym heavy, you know it feels good. It feels good being able to push up heavy weight, especially for us men. I don't know about the women, but it feels good to be able to push up heavy weight. Um, the problem is is that you get a lot of edema, a lot of muscle soreness, a lot of tearing down of the muscles, um, which means that the scale bounces all over the place and it sticks and it stalls and it bounces up two pounds for you. You're like, what, where, where's that from? And then it stays there for a couple of days and it comes down. I think probably in the long run, building all that muscle probably would pay off for someone, but for someone who's trying to lose weight, lose inches and just needs that, needs that feedback that I'm doing something right. Heavy lifting is a mental disappointment. If in fact you're not, caring about how many pounds you lose, how many inches you lose, you just know you're going to lose it. It'll take as long as it takes, and you love lifting, great. But I'm telling you right now, cycle, even for someone who knows, I mean, I freaking know what my body is doing, and i got to tell you that it, it freaks me out. Sorry, my computer keeps blocking. So it freaks me out. So, I, I, I mean, I, I did the heavy lifting test for about three weeks, End up injuring my shoulder, end up injury, re-injuring my knee, knee injury that I had for years. It may be that I'm 52 years old, and you know that, as my trainer says, sometimes that window has passed, <laughs> and it, you know you don't need to put on any more muscle, dude. Just keep clean and keep cut. But I wanted to see. I mean, my thing is that I don't tell you something unless I can prove it one way or the other. Um, and I got to tell you that the heavy lifting um, it takes a lot, and plus it takes, it takes a lot out of you. I was hungry. Um, uh, excessively hungry and having to take in more more calories just to sustain the fatigue and hunger that I was getting, which also counter counter was counterproductive to fat loss and inches lost um, along the way. So it really caused a very it was a very challenging and frustrating three weeks of my life. But I wanted to I wanted to prove a point. Either it was going to work or it wasn't going to work. And I, and, I, and I say I think it may work for the person like I said for the person who knows what they're doing for the right reasons. But if you're a person that is Trying to lose weight and cut and get and get get as lean as you can, and you want to be consistent with your weight loss numbers, you'll find it very frustrating to lift heavy weights, and you may injure yourself. And the injury 
that I ended up getting took me out of the gym for almost three weeks, which means it was end up end up making it even worse for me because now I couldn't do even the the intensity stuff, the high intensity stuff that I was doing. So I say stay away from heavy lifting on this particular, on this particular um, phase. And then phase three, because the calorie restriction is not there, and if your body's strong enough, because like I said, for me, you know, calories was one thing, hunger was one thing, fatigue was one thing. But also the tear down of my body, I couldn't, it couldn't take it. And that's just me in my age bracket. Some of you are younger, some of you are older. You know, your bodies are di- maybe different, but mine, and I think I'm in pretty good shape, it was tearing it down tremendously. Um, last is uh, why consistency, consistency matters. I think I've already touched, touched on that, that um, this protocol is about consistency and that those who get the highest level of success are those who are consistent. And you and it's one thing I love about Dr. Simeon's protocol that he just called people out. And he said he and he called the section is called liars and fools. And there's these are the people and it doesn't make you bad people. I'm not talking about anybody not not pointing fingers at anybody, but these are the people that have a tendency to somehow con themselves into believing that they're doing all the things, the right things. They swear that they're they're not cheating and they're not doing this, not doing that. And sometimes their concept of what cheating is 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 because number one, they may have the wrong information. They may be eating or ingesting or doing something that is not within the protocol that they didn't know, or they just don't realize that they don't think of it as that, or they they really don't want to get their their brain around it. And it was really interesting that. They said, that, you know, there's just people that you, no matter how much you tell them, they need to follow the guidelines, and somehow they create their own guidelines and they follow them and they swear by them, but they get the they get the same frustrating results. So, why consistency matters is that anything you do right or wrong for this particular for this particular protocol, not all diets, but this particular protocol, which is very sensitive in the menu, in the portions in the way you go about it and what you must do and must not do, um, if you um, consistently step outside those lines, you're going to have inconsistent weight loss numbers. If you are consistent by following it one day at a time and doing whatever you're doing um, along the protocol lines, you're going to have consistent numbers. And I can tell you that normally, I mean, there there are the, the anomalies out there. There's people that are just doing what they're doing Everything they they're following the protocol to the to the letter, and they're just their body is not responding to one reason or another, and and usually it's just it's not responding fast enough, or it's still responding but not responding fast enough for them. But most the majority of the people that have inconsistent numbers is because something in their protocol is inconsistent. It could be as simple as not drinking enough water consistently or, or having a gallon today and a half gallon tomorrow, especially for you ladies. You have a lot more fat cells than we do, and your your fat cells will sop up that water, that lack of water, and go, okay, she didn't give, she's not, she's, she's going to, we're going to be starving again or, or, or dying of thirst. I'm holding on to it, and it will show up on the scale. And those half, those half pounds hurt, or they, or they're big, they're a big deal. They're a big deal. So you know, just think of a half a gallon of water. Not drinking, not ha- not drinking a half a gallon water. Um, uh, taking a half a gallon less consistently every day, you, consistently every day, could cause you to show or not show a half a pound loss on the scale. As simple as that. 
Um, some people have the, you know, what I call the lazy man's approach. And I, and I do that not to insult people, but I just I like to give you guys a smack in the face visual of what I'm talking about. The lazy man's approach is eating the same two combinations of food because you, you want to cook all the chicken ahead of time and all the fish ahead of time or all the turkey burgers or whatever because it's convenient. And I understand the, the form of the theory behind it because you're busy, you got work to do, but this protocol, I mean, our body is very, very smart. And once it figures out the first week or so that, you know, okay, you you got something new you're doing, okay, cool, cool. But when they start getting chicken and turkey every day for the, for, for three weeks, pretty soon it's just like, you know what, I don't need to do anything. I don't need to work. I don't need to burn anything extra. I know exactly what's coming in and what's coming out. And if you don't think it mixing things up matter, you know, ask any of these trainers. That, that const- I haven't done the same workout with my personal trainer once. And we've been working out together now, what, three and a half months. I have not duplicated the same workout once. Why? He constantly keeps me guessing, constantly keeps my body guessing. There's a reason for that. And so if you're taking the lazy man's approach by eating the same combination of fruits and foods and vegetables every single day, that kind of consistency is going to give you inconsistent weight loss numbers. It's about variety. It's about you don't eat the same foods every day in real life. You go and you have different varieties. You have different different vegetable combinations, different fruit combinations. You know you're limited to three. You switch them up. You know, have two grapefruits in a day instead of an apple, grapefruit, and strawberry, or have two apples, or have two strawberries, or have one of each. But, you know, the point is, is that mix it up. I mean, some of them are not as important as others. Obviously, proteins are more important than, than the carbs, but it's still consistency about being either inconsistent or about being consistent. I hope I didn't make, confuse you, but you know what I mean. So mix up your foods. And don't eat the same thing every day and keep your body guessing along with your exercise. So I'm going to open up the lines here. we got mm, only about 10 minutes uh, to go. I did a short call today. Um, I thought it was going to be a short topic, but I should know better that I'm very long-winded. But I hope that you guys get a better exercise, a, a better um, picture of exercise and what works and what doesn't. Um, but whatever it is, whatever you choose to do, do it consistently, consistently. And if you're going to be doing something that's, you know, off of this list and you're going to be going, you know, balls out, if you will, um, just know it's, it, it's going to pay off in the long run. So, I mean, it may not pay off in the first couple of weeks. You may be frustrated. But once your body gets into that zone where it feel it kind of understands and it's now raised to the level of the, of the level of workouts you're doing, your body's going to start dropping inches like crazy. And inches, to me, are, are, are more important than pounds. You know what? I'd rather have... I'd rather weigh whatever I weigh and have a 30, you know, 32-inch waist than weigh, you know, weigh 180 pounds and have a 42-inch waist. You know, so it's like really inches is what makes your clothes fit, not the pounds. Now, they come together. They do a dance. They're married, so they have to, they have to kind of come together. But ultimately, when I hear people go, I only lost three pounds this week, and I go, how many inches did you lost? Well, I lost 10 inches. Are you kidding me? Don't get stuck on, don't get stuck on, on, the, on the scale worship. It, it really can jack you up. All right, guys, so if you have any questions or comments you want to give, we've got 10 minutes. We can kind of get a couple in. Sorry I went long-winded. I'll make a long, longer call next week. If not, I'll keep talking. But if you, if you have a question or comment, you press 1 on your phone. It puts your hand up. It puts you on the top of the list, and then I can call on you and answer, answer your question. If not, I'll fill the time until somebody does that. But press 1 on your phone. Put your hand up if you have a question. If not, I can close the show just by, by saying that, you know what, I'm tickled that exercise is – now getting to be a buzz out there. I'm glad you guys are participating and starting to get active. The more active you get, the more pounds and inches you will lose, you know, in the short run and the long run. But keep in mind that with every everything new, there there comes some some potential setbacks. And the setbacks of exercising too much 
um, or doing too much of something that it may be too strenuous for you at your level of fitness at this point in time that you may see um, your body having to adjust. And it doesn't mean that it's bad for you. It just means your body's trying to adjust. And so if you're one of those people that are exercising now and you're having um, increment uh, weight loss numbers where you're, you're gaining, you're losing, you're gaining, you're losing. So you look at the net week and you go, well, I lost two, then I gained one, and I lost one, and I gained three, and I, whatever. And you, at the end, you're like, I only lost four pounds. One thing, never say only in front of a loss. This is an attitude of gratitude. that You're, you're on by far the, the number one weight loss protocol that will change your life. It'll, it'll balance your hormones, balance your organs. You know, it'll get your, get your cholesterol and your blood sugar all dancing, the happy dance, and also give you the body of your life. But when you say only, you're telling the universe you're not happy with the progress you're making, and what you get is more unhappiness. Every time I see the word, I only lost four pounds, or I only lost a pound, or I only lost 10 pounds, and sometimes people say only 10, believe it or not. I've gotten emails like that. Um, I, I tell people, first you get get past the only thing, because ultimately a loss is moving you closer and closer to your your ultimate goal. And all you need to do is tweak it and figure out what's going to give you better losses, but, you, you know, Moving, even if you're moving in snail's pace towards your, your goal, it may be frustrating compared to what? Compared to someone else. But the point is, if you look at the scheme of things, most weight loss protocols on the planet today, even the ones that have spent hundreds of millions of dollars a year in commercials advertising to us, none of them net more than two pounds a week on average. This protocol does numbers that are way beyond that. So I want you to Lose the only, but also if, in fact, you find yourself exercising and you're getting some mixed results, switch it up a little bit. You know, go from the strength training, just go to straight cardio for the week and see how your body responds to just cardio. You know, ultimately, I want you to do a, do a dance to what's going to get you into a rhythm where you're happy with the results you're getting every week so you stay excited and motivated. The reason why I want you to engage muscle is because muscle is what's going to keep you in the body of your life once you're done with this protocol. It's the only thing that really is going to help your metabolism um, break down these foods and, and liquefy them as, as energy. And you can look as skinny as you want at the end of the day, but without any lean muscle mass, you, you, I got to tell you that that's when you start going, well, I need to tuck this, I need to pull that. I mean, think about it. You, when you start filling that space with lean, sexy muscle, it's basically not only does it pick up your metabolism, it holds up your your face. You get that nice glow to your. That's why you look younger because your freaking muscles are starting to fill in and your body's starting to go back to its youthful look. I mean, that's why we lose muscle as we get older. Our body starts to atrophy and age and get you know um, inflammation, and we have to be even more diligent about it, even more you know more conscious about the building the muscle building process as we get older because. It's we're leave, we're, it's losing it. We're losing it, you know, every, every day. So um, just be conscious. And I've got a hand up here. We got how much time? How much time? I got uh, four minutes. Okay, let's see. Five one three six six two. You're on the air. Hello. Hi. Go ahead. Oh hi. Um, I'm new. I haven't started yet, but I would love to uh, begin the protocol. I'm nervous because I I don't know exactly what to do. I've been watching your videos and everything. Uh huh. I was wondering if you use like um that liquid um shake that you have. Uh, yeah, can you use that as a meal replacement? Yes. Yes. Oh, and it makes it kind of foolproof that way, doesn't it? 
Well, it doesn't make it foolproof. I never, I'm not really a fan of of um, liquid before food. This food, mm-hmm. this protocol is a, is a protocol that teaches you teaches you portion control. It, it, you get you get an understanding very clearly in the first few weeks that your body it, it only it, it only needs a certain amount of real good fuel in order for it to function really well. The protein shake is not to, is not once again to create a lazy man's way to approach or make it foolproof. It's mm-hmm. for it's for you to use as a convenience if in fact food is not an option. Okay. Oh, not but like one shake a day and then regular food. food. Yeah, you don't want to turn this into a liquid diet. That's why you know people ask me about you know body by vi and what do I think about it. I say you know what? I heard the products were maybe good. My problem is that you're training people to take shakes, liquid diet three times a, three times a day or four times a day, and they're learning they're not learning how to eat and manage your food. So great, they lose weight and then what do you do? You gain it back because you don't know how to eat. This protocol shows you what portion control looks like. It shows you what real food does to your body when it's running on clean fuel. And by the time you're done with all four phases of this protocol, not only have you gotten reshaped, but your and your body has been uh, your hypothalamus has reprogrammed your weight set point. You actually walk away understanding how how your body responds to these types of foods and what foods you need to eat in the future in order to maintain your weight. So it's an education process here. So I don't want people to to throw out that education by yeah, by putting in shakes too often. Well, also too, I was curious about okay with such a rapid loss of weight, what about loose skin? Well, you know, those, that's kind of genetics. You know, loose skin. You, when, you're, when you see people that have a lot of loose skin, and I, I only got like a minute, 30 seconds, so I'll try to do that. A lot of loose skin. Um, if you're really, really heavy and you've been stretched out for a long time, it takes a while for your body for that elasticity to come back. So if you're younger, it's a better chance for it coming back. But usually when you see people that lose weight rapidly and they look gaunt and they're hanging skin, right, they, right. it looks like they're melting from the face down, is yeah. because they're losing muscle. That's one thing about this protocol that makes it so amazing is because the ACG does not know how to go after lean muscle mass. It only, knows, it only knows how to go after abnormal fat, the fat your body doesn't need in order for it to sustain itself. So when you're when you're keeping your lean muscle, you're losing inches, losing fat. Your skin is not falling because your muscle is not dropping. You're not, you're not losing muscle, very little muscle, oh, and that's why people look really they lose, usually look younger. Um, once they're done with the protocol, because they're actually their muscles staying in the same place, but the fat's gone. Yeah, because I look at you and your wife's pictures, and I'm just like, goodness, I want to look like that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I'm here today. <laughs> this uh-huh. is why I'm here today because if someone had told me that I would look the way I looked after this, this, this protocol, I'd have told them they're absolutely crazy. Um, and only reason my the only reason I'm here is because I got these amazing results and I couldn't keep my mouth shut. I at this at this point I was like not only did people ask me, they were like, dude, you did something, what the hell happened to you? But I had to <laughs> tell people because it was the most amazing transformation I've ever seen in my life. And now I've seen it happen, you know, a thousand times over. So it's Good. not like it's, it's not like we're freaks. I mean my wife and I we're not we're we're from two different parts of the world and and, and two different genders and we're both, I think, specimens for 52 years old. I mean, I feel pretty good about myself at 52 years old. Wow. That she's turning 50 this year. So I got to tell you that this is this opens the door, but you got to. It, it takes work. To, you got to keep it. I mean, you got to still tend to spend time and exercising and gym, and eating healthy because it does. It, it can all go over way, you know, go away overnight. And trust me, I, it, I've had times where I've gained the weight back, and I and I have to come back and do it again and kind of get serious. But ultimately, you know what? There's nothing I've seen that works as well as this does. I mean, there's now, nothing. You guys are you guys going to come out with like a, a video, you know, as far as fitness at well, yeah. some point? 
Well, you know, like I said, we have we just did our exercise videos out of our living room because we did. We want to show people this is exactly what we did in our house. There was no gym. There was no special equipment. This is what you do. You use this little bit of equipment. You can get it done. You know what? I mean, I don't know if I'm going to you know go to that extent because that's not my level of level of expertise. You know, I'm, I, I'm not my, a personal trainer. My wife was a personal trainer for years. She retired, um, but you know what? Right now, I just want people to, to understand the protocol, understand that if they just follow the system that's already laid out for them, it's really hard to fail. It really is. Wow. I mean, it's really hard to fail if you follow the system. All right, so I'm out of time, guys. I'm sorry if you, you finally put your hands up. Do you uh, have any coupons? You. Do you have any coupons? Coupons. We're, yeah, we're, we're, you know, usually <laughs> have a sale or something coming up. I always email people on my list before we have a sale, guys. So if you're on our I'm list. I'm on your list. You'll get the coupons. When I want to try this really bad. <laughs> Well, thank, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate your call. Okay, All right, guys. Out of time here. I got 30 seconds. Anyway, I really appreciate you being here. It's always I can't do what I do without you. I hope I gave you some valuable information. Please keep using exercise in your protocol. Keep, keep Please keep spreading the word. You get lean. You get sexy. You get the body of your life. You feel terrific, terrific and amazing. And all I ask you to do is pay it forward. I'm more than happy to help anyone, anytime with any part, any part of their protocol. Just pay it forward to somebody else. So when someone asks you, look, how how'd you do this amazing thing? Don't tell them you changed your eating habits and you and you kind of just you know were eating healthy. Don't tell them to go the hard way and the difficult way. Be honest. Tell them what you did, how you did it, and give them my number. I'm more than happy to help them. All right, guys, I gotta go. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Bye bye.